We need players that want to be Maple Leafs. We're working hard toward William. We've drafted William. You have to want to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. This might not be for everyone. So the truth is, we can't change the past. What's done is done. Putting ourselves on trial, acting as our own judge, jury, and executioner, it's not the answer. Because a lot of the time, all that judging does is just ensure that we're going to repeat the cycle. I'm not here to sit in judgment. Kicking the hell out of yourself doesn't give meaning to anything. Welcome everybody to Against the Boards, episode two. My name is Nathan, and this is a uh, a hockey fan support group podcast. I welcome uh, tonight Amanda. Hello. And Andy, the hockey guy. Hello, I am uh, Andrew, and I like to party. <laughs> and uh, and Chelsea may be joining us in a little bit, but if she does, she'll just be swooping in and swooping out because she's got shit to do. She's a she's a mover. She's a shaker. Um. So what we like to do is we kind of like to go around like a like a support group would. I, I say my name is Nathan. I am a Calgary Flames fan, and I've been a Flames fan for my entire life. And uh, today I wanted to talk about streaks and how I recently discovered that the Flames have lost nine straight season openers, and that is the longest active streak for losing season openers in the NHL. It's good to be good at something. Yeah, I mean, you might as well make history if you're going to be terrible. Hashtag flames. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, they're no stranger to streaks. Uh, they set an NHL record 25 straight regular season losses in Anaheim that was only recently exercised last season by Mike Smith when he got a shutout. And I'll also just point out that the Canucks had the longest active winning streak for season openers at five. And out of the... Shocking. Well, out of those five... Four of them are against Calgary. Are against the Flames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the, the Canucks are not going to want to change that matchup anytime in the near future. <laughs> it's truth. It's truth. And it probably won't unless Seattle gets a team. Well, uh, Amanda, Ben Bishop was the third star of the week in the NHL. Is this a sign what? of things to come or a high point of the season? Well, here's what I have to tell you. Uh, hi, I'm Amanda. I'm a Dallas Stars fan. Mm-hmm. Um Here's what I have to tell you about uh, goaltending, <laughs> and that is that I don't trust it having been burned so much so hard for the last couple of years. Um, ben Bishop is obviously a step up from Auntie, old Auntie, and uh, Kari, <laughs> who, as far as I know, are not working. Well, I think Auntie actually got a contract, but regardless, um, 
Ben Bishop still hasn't, he hasn't earned my trust yet. Yes, last year he was, he was fine. He was a completely passable goaltender, um, I guess. I don't know. We didn't go anywhere. So I don't trust him yet. I'm glad that he's had some early success, but, uh, you know, talk to me in, uh, in talk to me in four weeks and then we'll, we'll reevaluate. <laughs> Andrew, over under 20 games before little Elias Penison gets rocked and or injured. Um, I think he'll end up with uh, some time away this year, but probably not very much. I'd say he'll uh, well, oh, answer oh, the over, over 20. Okay. Right. <laughs> over 20. Right, and you are Andy the Hockey Guy. You are a Vancouver Canucks fan. Uh, I am Andrew, and I am a Canucks fan, mm-hmm. unfortunately. When it's convenient. That's all the time. It's all the time convenient. Okay. So looking back at our team's first week, we have uh, Calgary with a 5-2 loss in the season opener to the Canucks. Yes, and Elias Peterson. That's great. And a 7-4 win against the Canucks in the home opener, which also looked sloppy and awful, and I am very concerned about the Flames. I have very little faith in their ability tonight to do anything in Nashville. (laughs) <laughs> Although they are historically they, they historically play the Predators well and it's usually a pretty close game but I the first two games of the season just I'm terrified. I think the Flames are possibly a dumpster fire and I'm I'm very scared. As you should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't really much uh much there to hang your hat on. Am I right? No. No, my <laughs> my my goalie has a over 4 goals against average and I don't I don't know. I don't know. Really, I mean, they they won one game against Vancouver. It's the fact that it's the Canucks that's the worst because the Canucks are supposed to be bad. So we don't really know because they've yeah. only played one team. We don't know anything about them. That's true. Maybe they're just uh, still stuck in preseason mode. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's disappointing. Whereas the Dallas Stars, the antithesis of the Flames right now, they are two and zero oh and zero, oh, a three nothing shutout over the Coyotes to start the season, and a five to one drubbing of their rival, the Jets, who they lost eight in a row to before beating them five to one on Saturday. Yeah, you know Nathan, you brought up streaks earlier. That's the thing about streaks is how satisfying it is when you end one as the uh, you know the underdog of the streak. So um, I was convinced. We talked about this on the last show. I was absolutely convinced we were going to lose to the Jets. I just have always felt like they know how to beat us. They've got our number, you know, the whole et cetera, et cetera. And then we came out and and handled them masterfully. And I couldn't be more proud. Um, but uh, take it with a grain of salt. I am sure that they will start to fail me any minute, probably tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a very high scoring game. Uh. As all Toronto games are. Okay. All right. I'm starting a new thing here. We're going to go around the league. Okay. It's still early, but we're going to go around the league to all the divisions and have a little conversation. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. The Metropolitan Division. Okay. So the Metropolitan Division, we have Carolina currently in first place, New York Islanders in second place. And before everyone assumes they're not going to stay there, let's look at the goal differential as that is a stat used to show how dominant a team is playing later in the year, and the differential looks good for both of those teams. I know it's early, but we're talking plus four and plus four. So that's decent. It is. You know, and I uh, I was, I don't think I said this before, and maybe I keep it to myself because I feel like, I don't know, I shouldn't say some of my predictions sometimes because then it's just like, ha, 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 you dumbass. Um, 
But I feel like Carolina's going to have an okay uh, year for some reason. I just have a gut, you know, and I have a very good instinct for the for the sport. So you should listen to me. Watch out for Carolina. Also in the Metro, we have um, Matt Murray uh, suffered a concussion in practice today. Uh, this is that. his second concussion in eight months, and he is out indefinitely. Uh, Pittsburgh's going to have to go with their backup here. What do you got for me, Andy? You think Pittsburgh's uh, going to miss a beat here, or are they just going to put in Casey Daysmith and continue doing what they always do? Yeah, they're going to do it. They've got a lot of experience with uh, head injury, concussion, working through it. Uh, there's a lot of uh, medical expertise on staff with the Crosby problems of past, and I think uh, he'll probably be back pretty quick. All right. Well, Washington looks like they um, are champions in the season opener, destroying the Boston Bruins 7 to nothing. And they look poised to destroy the Golden Knights in a cup rematch tomorrow night in D.C. And as long as Backstrom is in on all the points and Carlson, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. Amanda, what is sadder? Uh, That Van Riemsdyk is out five to six weeks with a broken leg or a lower body body injury? Or that almost all the hype in Philly is surrounding their new mascot, Gritty? Oh, Gritty. I mean, ugh. I've never seen something more disturbing in my life. (laughs) And I have Victor E. Green as my mascot, who's also really weird. Gritty takes the cake on just uncomfortable. Yeah, he does. But he's also kind of fun. I like him. I mean, why not? (laughs) I think it's more sad that Van Riemsdyk's out five to six weeks. I'm sure he's sad about it. Yeah. Well, the new goalie they just picked up off waivers from Toronto, Calvin Pickard. He has uh, he has put gritty on his goalie mask. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the great goalie mask. Uh huh. <laughs> the Atlantic Division. All right. So Buffalo looks better. Montreal and Ottawa both look okay so far, but it's early. All the goal differentials are all at zero. But for Boston, that could be due to the kick in the gut they got from Washington. Did Marchand go too far with his? Uh, thrashing of Lars Eller. I missed that. Well, what happened was Lars Eller scored the seventh goal, 7 nothing, and he gave a little uh, oh. hoo-wah by the bench. No, I, I did, I did and catch that. And started punching him. Marshawn did the right thing. Well. Uh, it would have uh, gone over the line if he was licking, licking the other guy's face right. at the end, right. but he wasn't. No, he didn't lick his face. He just made it bleed. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess there's a code for that sort of thing. But hey, maybe somebody oh, should have somebody somebody from Washington maybe should have beat the shit out of him, or maybe that's coming in the rematch because Lars yeah. Eller is not a fighter, and you're just a Marshawn's a piece of shit. I don't care what anybody says. Well, Marshawn is a piece of shit, and that celebration is totally fine. He should have just waited about five more seconds until he was past their bench and then done it. Yeah, but, you know, rubbing it in each other's faces is like, I don't know, it's like a bat flip in baseball. Get over it. He hit you. He hit you out of the park. Deal with it. The way to get over it is by punching them in the face and making them bleed. Or pitching better next time. Or stopping a goddamn puck. Fuck that. You don't get to punch somebody in the face. You gotta get those fights in before they're banned. I didn't see it, but (laughs) I feel like I don't have an opinion. (laughs) You don't think people should be able to rub it in? If you're down 5 nothing and the other team comes up to the Dallas Stars bench and goes, Woo! in your face does that guy is it okay for that guy to get punched bloodied? in the face yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah for sure all right 
What is sadder, that Nylander thinks he's worth $8 million a season or that his agent is making him think he is worth $8 million a season? Oh, his agent making him think he's worth that much. Mm-hmm. He's worth six. They're going to move on. Maybe Leafs are going to move on. They can't keep him anyway. I've done the math. Well, they could sign him the to a, one, a deal that is one that, where they could trade him. Right. Well, that's probably what the end game is because I've done the math and they don't have the cap to keep all these kids. It's going to run out. Yeah. So let's, uh, although I did learn something interesting. I learned that if they sign the contract after the season has started, then some loophole in the CBA makes the first year of the contract a higher cap hit and the rest of the years in the contract a lower cap hit, which is bizarre. And that would help them, but it's still, be helpful, yeah. it still wouldn't do it though. The math just isn't there. They would be playing entry-level defensemen for the next God knows how many yeah. years, and they still have to let somebody go. And they really need a couple defensemen. <laughs> yeah, and Marlowe's $6.25 million, uh next year can't be bought out because he's 35-plus. It doesn't. It, that's not going anywhere. Ugh. They're fucked. Well, they just need to sign him for less than 6.5. Yeah, he needs 6.1. <laughs> Order. Well, let's do. Let's okay. Let me walk you through it. There's 13 million in cap space now. Um, they are going to let Gardner walk as a UFA probably, and Ron Hainsey. So that's another seven million. So now we got 20. You're going to give uh, Matthews 11 million. You're going to give Marner probably seven million. So that's 18. See so how much you got left. For uh, Marner's probably going to make more than that. Well, that's what I'm saying. They don't have any money. Plus, you got to sign Kapanen. You got to sign that Lindholm guy. That fuck it. Nylander is not a part of the future in Toronto. That's just the way it is. You yep. heard it, it here first on Against the Boards. Is anybody going to pay him $8 million? No. No, he's not worth that much. He would have been offer sheeted by now if somebody was willing to do it. Well, maybe Vancouver would, probably. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're, they're good at overpaying. Bad, bad money the management Central. team, Vancouver. <laughs> yep. My team. The Central Division. Okay. So Chicago's fighting hard, but the differential suggests they will fall back. Dallas, Colorado, Nashville, and Winnipeg are the teams to beat at the moment, with St. Louis looking worse than expected. And the Wild, well, they're mediocre. <laughs> the very definition. Mm-hmm. Um, just better than horrible. Uh, did you anybody happen to see uh, that kneeing by Christian Fisher of the Phoenix Coyotes on Jamie Benn? No. I did see it. Yes. It was disgusting. It really was. And I think Christian Fisher should be on everybody's shit list. The new Tom Wilson? He, yeah, he could have seriously hurt Jamie. He could have. Yeah, I mean, I was really scared. Before Jamie got up and in epic style, went after him to beat the shit out of him, I was scared. I was like, he might, that could have really, really hurt somebody. Yeah, and, and Fisher was a little bitch. Yeah. Yeah, he put his head down. Jamie like grabbed him by the lapel and tried to lift him up and he was like mm-hmm. yeah that's what I would do <laughs> start kicking blades out well, that's serious shit I mean yeah. keep your knees in line don't be a Wilson <laughs> don't be a Wilson. Wilson don't give up how much was it 1.2 million dollars <sighs> one quarter of the season Ugh, just gave away a million 1.2 million dollars in the preseason what a douche 20 games. Okay. That's what a lot is of time uh, to give up. What, anybody have any other feedback here about the Central Division, or is it just like we're waiting for this thing to explode because everybody's well, still winning? <laughs> Dallas is going to take over. 
and uh, run the board here. Thank you. Thank right? you, Hockey That's Andy. That's what's got to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sagan's ready for another cup, so. Well, yeah, he does have a ring. Yeah. Yeah, he does. On a team that didn't want him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, so what is sadder? Austin Matthews putting his hand to his ear after scoring the go-ahead goal with 102 left in the third to ask where the crowd noise went in the United Center or Patrick Kane mocking Austin Matthews' goal celebration by imitating it on the tying goal with 29 seconds left when the Leafs won in overtime anyway. <laughs> so this is, uh, I feel like this is a question for Amanda. Yeah, which, which one's lamer? This is American content here. It's oh. two American players. Being real cocky. Real douchey. I know Austin Matthews, I think. I don't know. It's a tough one. Mm. I, oh, he started it. it. He started it. He started it. it. Yeah. But then do uh, you, I mean, do you have to. Uh, oh. The lack of imagination from Kane. Right. <laughs> <laughs> lack of imagination. <laughs> For such a creative hockey player, you think he'd be able yeah, to come up with genius. something else. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Good stuff. Good stuff. What's this? The Pacific Division. Okay. The bad news is that the flames look like a dumpster fire. The good news is that so does everyone else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What happened with San Jose is what I want San Jose know. gets shut out by the Islanders in Act 1 of Fuck. the Burns-Carlson era. I, I picked the goalie from San Jose with the two best defensemen in the league. <sighs> and it's a disaster. Yeah. What are they doing? Mm-hmm. He was actually my first goalie pick. <laughs> it's early. Stage three. It's early. Right? Yeah. Still, you know that this is not the this is not the, the first three games showing that anybody expects it out of them. Nope. It's uh whew, stinky. <laughs> it's definitely not the showing that Vegas or Marc Andre Fleury wanted out of the gate either. True. And I am eating it up because I (laughs) dislike the Vegas Golden Knights. I think their fans deserve some penance. This is exactly what you deserve. I hope it gets worse and worse. Uh, They probably should have kept Neil, hey? (laughs) Well, I don't know. Uh, The the Flames are putting him on the third line. I don't understand what's going on. I I stare with mouth agape, jaw on the floor, and I have no idea what to say about what's going on. Jankowski and Bennett are getting five to seven minutes of ice time, and I, I'm just pissed off. Uh, the Oilers <laughs> look like dog shit in Sweden against New Jersey, with Talbot giving it away behind the net, leading to a goal, being the cherry on top. I love that they have to swallow that pill and fly home and just drink it in for a week before they play again. I hope that uh, they come stumbling out in uh, in their second game and continue to be a piece of shit yeah edmonton uh did a really good job of being a successful preseason team which we all know what that means yeah yeah means ty, ty ratty looked like the next uh something or rather they played mcdavid throughout the whole preseason when all the other teams are playing they're like third yeah. third tier players to try and make the team Oh. Yeah. And what is sadder? The Oilers being up against the cap with no improvements being made to their team or the Flames losing nine, nine season openers in a row? I think they're equally sad moments in time. No, the answer is the Flame. I don't know. There's something to me especially sad like when you, it's like when you're, you're in like a food court and you're 
so hungry and you've bought like everything you wanted, like you've got shoes, you've got clothes, you've got new jewelry, whatever. And you're like, oh my God, but I'm so hungry. And you open your wallet and you literally can't buy a chicken nugget. That's the end of spoilers <laughs> right now. Except that all their clothes starving. are starving. I just wish I had 25 cents. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. All right. And that's around that's the league. And now we're going to move to our new segment called Straight Shooting with Amanda. I, I thought it was probably one of the worst hockey games I've been involved in. If I had run my team into the sewer like that, I wouldn't throw a grenade at the other 29 teams. I thought the game just sucked. I would have asked for my money back if I'm watching that thing. I think it's an act of desperation from a GM who's fighting to keep this job. It's one of the most arrogant organizations in the league. They whine about this stuff all the time, and look what happens. People should know that what they read and hear about our team is accurate and fair. I, I couldn't be more disgusted and disappointed. I don't know what to tell you. Did you ask them? <laughs> I love it. Uh, Thanks, Nathan. Thank you for that beautiful introduction song. I love it. It's perfect. And welcome, everyone, to Straight Shooting with Amanda, where Amanda shoots you straight in the face. <laughs> now, tonight, uh, I want to start with a team that, fortunately, we didn't touch on in the uh, Around the League segment. I want to start with the Arizona Coyotes, the most pitiful team in the NHL. Are they going to turn things around this season? And if their first two games are any indication... The answer is no. Um, game one, we played them here in Dallas. Shutout loss. Thanks, Ben Bishop. Earn yourself a little star. Then they followed up that abysmal performance against the Ducks. Another shutout loss. And no matter what, no matter what, we can definitely say that Arizona will be the last team to score a goal in the NHL league this year. That is, of course, if they manage to score a goal at all. We're not sure if they can. Um so, but I know I'm, I'm coming off really harsh right now. I know I'm coming off um, a little mean, a little, you know, pessimistic. But as their coach said, you know, we've got to chill. It's really early. It's fine. But you have to feel for their fans. You have to know that they need some sort of glimmer of hope. And these first two games are exactly like last year. Just a shit show dumpster fire. We complain about the flames and the stars, but hey, we ain't had nothing on Arizona. Am I right? And there are some things that they could look at and say, hey, hey, it's better. You know, you know, we our defense played pretty good. OK, you know, the Ducks only scored once and uh, we were really fast in Dallas, you know, up on the puck, moving around really quick. But at the end of the day, you haven't scored yet. You ha certainly haven't won yet. And so here's my here's my proposal. Come on over. Leave the desert, Arizona. You don't need to be there anymore. It's not working. Pack your bags. Move to Houston. I hear the Central Division is really nice this time of year. And that's it for me, Nathan. Well, they're definitely playing like they want to move. That's for right? sure. And I actually didn't realize they hadn't scored a goal. <laughs> I hadn't. You think that they would be instantly better if they moved? I hadn't picked that like, up. The preseason, they scored, the last game they played in the preseason, they were they won 4-1 to one over the Canucks, which is uh, it, meaningless. You know. <laughs> yeah. It but, is. But Anybody I think that the benefit, that the issue here is that you know the Coyotes have an ownership group and and a situation where they just don't have any money. They just can't spend any money. They're they're taking on dead cap hit contracts to hit the floor in deals like on multiple occasions. I think they took Datsuk's contract and I think they took Hans or uh, Marion Hosa's contract from Chicago. 
they're constantly taking these like long-term injury reserve players that have these you know old pre-CBA 15-year deals that just have lower salary and higher cap hits so that they can hit the floor. It's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the league that this team is still in this situation. I can't believe Oliver ekman Larson re-signed there. I cannot fucking believe it. Their third jersey this year, their vintage third jersey, looks like an absolute, like it just should be lit on fire. It looks so ugly. <sighs> yeah, yeah, get a new owner. Go to Houston, get some money. They'd be instantly better with money behind them. And, you know, while, while Texas is a... Um... It doesn't seem like a hockey venue. I get it. But Houston people love sports. I mean, they can get behind pretty much anything. I think, you know, to to Andrew's question, would they instantly be better? Probably just if for no other reason than a little bit better energy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't look into it, but I swear I heard, on you know, one of the announcers during the, the Stars game said something like there's only three players on the team that were there three years ago. I mean, that kind of turnover is insane. You're never going to get chemistry or start to gel. Um, and I don't know if if setting everything on fire, like obviously that's not working, but it's just, whew, it's just sad. It's got to be demoralizing to be on that team. Well, their general manager is 29 years old. God damn it. He's actually 29 years old. He's like a, an analytics guru. So he's probably doing things a little bit outside the box. And he's that was like... <laughs> Well, I think he was he was like 26 or 27 when he took the job, so that was like three years ago. He this whole this turnover is is this young kid, and I don't yep. know where it's going, and I think it's going to Houston, because the owner of the Boston Bruins came out just like yesterday or today saying that's what the NHL is missing is a team in Houston, and when you think about the possible rivalry with oh, yeah. Dallas, that's that's great down the road. That's great. So yeah. It seems like a no-brainer to me. It's if, if for no other reason than the fact that it just doesn't worked in Arizona. They dug their heels in when the BlackBerry guy tried to buy the Coyotes out of bankruptcy and move it to Ontario, and it was a big shitstorm. That was like a long time ago. Yeah, Hamilton. Yeah. But did you know, Amanda, that Toronto has some sort of backdoor rule that like nobody can move a team within a certain radius of their city because of the market's power and strength? It's really... What? Yeah, it's really... Great. <laughs> yeah, Toronto's the hockey capital of Canada, Amanda. They get whatever they want. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hear you, and I I understand that, and I, to a certain degree, I even respect it. But at the same time, like for that reason, like they shouldn't really even feel threatened, right? Like they're a dynasty. Like they're, they're yeah, they were really good at winning cups in black and white. Yeah, <laughs> 1967, the last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think the the big issue there was that some douchebag billionaire guy tried to buy it out of bankruptcy without the league's approval. So that made all the, you know, board of governors and commissioner dig in their heels and say, this team is not going anywhere and it's going to work in Arizona. And we're committed to Arizona and there's a 25-year lease or something. And I don't know. It's just a big, the whole thing, the whole Arizona experiment has been a big, huge mess of sadness. And I think the Jets... You could argue that they left their sadness in Arizona because the Arizona Coyotes were moved from Winnipeg. So they are the original Jets, and they're still wallowing in sadness. <laughs> and then Atlanta was moved to Winnipeg and became the new Jets. So they had like a fresh start where all the sadness has been shed, right? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That's the narrative. Yeah, that's the narrative. <laughs> 
And with that, we look forward. We look forward to the week to come. Calgary at Nashville tonight, at St. Louis on Thursday, at Colorado on Saturday. I'm fucking terrified. Do you think you'll come away with any wins? I think that it's probable that we lose tonight. I think that it's possible with the way St. Louis is playing that we walk with points from St. Louis. And I think that's it's a flip of the coin for Saturday in Colorado. I'm not sure. sure. I'm I'm trying to be optimistic, even though I'm very sad. Dallas plays Toronto tonight. They are versus Anaheim on Saturday, and they're at Ottawa on Monday. They have a nice home stretch here to start the season, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, tonight, tonight's a coin flip. I kind of think, uh, like Andrew mentioned earlier, it's going to be high scoring more than likely. I hope it's not some ridiculous seven to six situation like um, uh, whatever that game was. Um, Chicago. Probably. And uh, Anaheim, I we should win that game. Yeah, totally. Fuck the Ducks. <laughs> right? Fuck the Ducks. That should be a new hashtag. That, that could be a low scoring one, though. Gibson versus Bishop. Nice low scoring game. Yeah. And then I think Cold Kudobin probably comes out for the Ottawa game. Yeah. Time, time to play your backup against the, the Oh, yeah, we do senators. need to play him. Yeah, yeah, Bishop needs a rest. Yeah. He's got very long legs. I'm going to make a prediction tonight that Connor Carrick and Roman Polak slow things down in Toronto, can't get their offense going, and Dallas blows them out. And everybody starts talking about Dallas like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then Gibson shuts them out on Saturday, and then they win a close one in Ottawa on Monday. Wow, that's oddly uh, specific. It's a very roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta think max, max sadness. Like tonight, you're like, "Oh my god, they fucking crushed the Leafs!" And then on Saturday, just what the fuck is this? That's max sadness. Mm-hmm. Vancouver, Andy. Uh, they're losing to Carolina right now. Oh, are they? Two to one. Berchi's got the goal for uh, Vancouver. Berchi, the first line. Berchi. Um, then they're going to lose to Tampa Bay in two days. And then they're going to lose to Florida two days after that. Uh, further down the line, the week after, they've got Pittsburgh, Winnipeg, Boston, Washington. They're not going to win oh until after October <laughs> when they play the Flames next, maybe. It's very honest of you. Yeah. Uh, I like but it. I expect a lot of points from uh, my two guys, Horvat and uh, Peterson. Peterson? Yep. I got them both. That's my name for him, Penison. It's uh, almost clever, Nathan. I hate his guts. Why? Got, I have to mock him. Because he's a Canuck. Because the jerseys are ugly. I thought, I thought you were coming around on the Canucks. No. There's nobody left on the team. You hate Edmonton with a burning passion. Yeah, but if the Canucks do really bad, then they might have a chance at that uh, generational player. And then I have two rivals with players that neither team deserves. And I just... I, can't deal with it. Yeah. I just don't want anything to do with it. It would be great. Plus, I enjoy being a moody bastard that just attacks everyone in my division. <laughs> I mean, Amanda's very, Amanda very nice to Nashville, and she's, she's I think, somewhat nice to, let's see here. I am kind of sweet on Nashville. They are like yeah. a backup team for me. Right. And you don't hate Colorado, I don't think. Right. I sort of have uh, this, this thing in my heart where I want Colorado to do really well. They are like one of those teams where it's like they're generally pretty bad, but like they're not mean or <laughs> like pathetic bad. They're just like regular bad. So right. you kind of want them to do good. Does that make sense? Sure. 
They're, sure. They're like the super average team, but just a little bit not as good as the super average team. Yeah. But Winnipeg, ultimate hatred. <sighs> yeah. Second place goes to St. Louis for hatred level. Yeah. Although if they're going to continue sucking, I'll just replace them with the Blackhawks who are actual dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> so St. Louis, Chicago, dead heat on the hatred there. And then uh, Minnesota's pulling up the rear as the mediocre meh team. They just kind of dismiss. But when you lose to Minnesota, it stings a little bit. Oh, yeah. Minnesota. Screw that team. Whereas me, it's like Edmonton, ultimate hatred. Vancouver, secondary ultimate hatred. Uh, Ducks, because of that 25-game streak, they're next. Vegas, because their fans don't deserve anything that happened last year. And probably LA, uh, Arizona, San Jose. I don't mind San Jose. I don't mind San Jose having success for some reason. You got to have a backup. Right. Well, they are also like a sad tale. They just... The great team, always had the pieces, never put it together, never won. Made it to the final, got shafted by Crosby. Lost a bet to the yeah, intern on that. By a real champion. Yeah, okay. That's enough. I think I've had enough. <laughs> and and we'll see you next week on Against the Boards. Right, guys? That's right. And it's three to one now for Carolina. Yeah. It's like a check to the head every time I look up. Boop, boop, boop.